listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 115, where we will be discussing chapter 5 in Clockwork Princess, A Heart Divided. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. Coming to you live from Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> we keep saying we're going to get our stuff together, and then here we are, Monday. We don't. Hey. <laughs> To be fair, we recorded early last week, and it was a shit show. So that's true. Truth. <laughs> yeah, maybe the pressure. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe we worked better mm-hmm. under pressure, mom. I do. Under pressure. <laughs> I was the last minute essay queen. That's my life. Uh, oh, me too. Oof. Who wasn't? Last minute Come book on. report. Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Just chugging Mountain Dew. <laughs> that was before energy drinks, kids. Code red, Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I used to really like that stuff. I'm not. I bought it really again recently, and it was not great. <laughs> no, I was really into Surge. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's like mellow yellowy stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. I'd rather like to jolt cola, I think is what it was called. I don't know. Ew. <laughs> the 90s and early 2000s were a weird time for food. Purple ketchup. Yeah. Yeah, purple ketchup. Clear Green Pepsi. Ketchup. Oh, yeah, so yes. clear. Why were they just trying to change the color or consistency of everything? Like, what the fuck? Well, you hear Robin was into it. She's like, oh, yeah, clear. I love that. Uh-huh. Ew. <laughs> she doesn't even like Pepsi. I don't. Did you guys ever drink Zima? Or or was I the only I degenerate remember that drank trying at it. like 11? No. <laughs> I did not. I was not a fan. It was gross. It was yeah. so gross. It reminds me of what like the seltzer beer is now that people are drinking. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's just White Claw and crap. Like, it's everywhere. I'm like, this is yeah. disgusting. I agree. I don't. Get the claw. I, I don't like any soda. Like, like I don't like uh, club soda or, mm-hmm. you know me what I mean? Too. Or drinks that are, like, with soda or whatever the fuck. Mm, eh, tonic. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> you look like a malfunctioning robot. <laughs> yeah. Bitch, I am malfunctioning all goddamn day since 5 a.m. when I fucking was jolted awake. Uh, snow Brief in April. Of Kristen's day. Woke up at 5 a.m. because all my lights in the house turned on because my power went on. Everything was cool until my canopy tried to kill me and fall fell on my head because uh, we got a foot of snow at my house. <laughs> and it could not bear the weight. <laughs> but Insane. it didn't. I, I'm fine. Everything's that fine. That sounds like the arches <laughs> of my feet. This is not a ghost, Kristen. <laughs> I just haven't realized I'm a spirit yet. I'm just going through the fucking motions. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And then I lost power and I work from home, so I had to go to my in-laws with my daughter because we didn't have water or heat because we're on a well. <laughs> and I had to work in their kitchen table in their really uncomfortable dining room chair. Because mm-hmm. my husband forgot to tell me that they had a nice office chair in their office. 
sounds like the beginning of covid yeah. everybody's at their kitchen tables yep yeah well because i i had to bring my tower and everything it's been a long fucking day anyway so that's why I, my face malfunctioned robin <laughs> Robin already all, knew all of that. We just went through all this like, uh-huh. for 45 minutes. <laughs> I am really tantalized because Amanda said she has a, something to share with the class. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, okay. I don't know where to start. So Saturday, my kids woke up really early because they're kids. And so we're up early and I decide I tried to go to, I ordered something from Walmart on curbside pickup and they gave me the wrong size. So I had to go return it. And I was like, you know what? We're up early. Now's a good time to try to get Walmart out of the way because I know it's going to be crazy on a Saturday. So we go there and we're kind of looking at Easter stuff. And Lincoln really wants these M&Ms in a pre- one of those prepackaged baskets. Mm-hmm. And of course, I tell him no because he can't get into the basket, whatever. And he just gets like tantrum. It's terrible. It's like really bad. So I decide we're going to leave. I'm checking out and like every single person in the place has to comment on him or, you know, point at him or something. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I know that we're having a hard time and I am literally just ignoring him other than like hugging him when he comes, like tries to hug me. And of course we have an issue with the self-checkout. So I have to wait through that and I have to do all this stuff. And it was so like, so embarrassing. And we are walking out the door. Security literally escorts me out. And I have no idea why, like. Do you think I'm stealing something? I don't know. Like, and this woman is like, I know she's trying to be nice. She's like, oh, yeah. What is it? The terrible twos. And I just wanted to be like, no, (laughs) this is just toddler having an issue, whatever. So then he calms down in the car and I'm like, okay, we're going to go to Target because I am tired of being stuck in my house all the time. I want to go shopping. I want to make sure everything fits in the Easter baskets, not just ordering it online, whatever. So we go to Target. We're having a great time. Lincoln's finally okay. Um, Livy is starting to kind of get fussy. So I was buying her something for her Easter basket, a little chew thing. So I gave it to her just to kind of mess with. And I didn't realize she was chewing on the cardboard part until I could see it in her mouth. Like she was actually chewing on it and it was in her mouth. And so Uh I had to stick my finger in her mouth down her throat and get the cardboard out so of course she starts crying and I know she's hungry and she's tired and both of them want to get the hell out of there because of course during Easter they're remodeling our target so everything was everywhere we were all over the place so then an employee comes up to me and she's like is everything okay here and I know that she probably just wanted to like I don't know, give my kid the Heimlich maneuver or something if she needed to. But I felt attacked because everything was fine. And then I had to explain myself and people are watching me. So we finally go to pay and she's just not calming down. And then Lincoln starts up and they're both just going crazy. And I am just starting to just lose my mind. But we're in line and we're ready to go. And I had all this shit in my cart. There was no turning back. I was just going to let everybody listen to my kid cry. And I get a tap on the shoulder and this woman walks up to me. And I thought it was another person that was just going to comment about my kids. And she literally said, I have been where you are. Can I please buy you a coffee? And she handed me a $5 bill. And I started crying. Of course you did. In the middle of fucking Target. Amanda, I'm crying. She, I just looked at her and I was like, you have no idea the day that I've had. Like, thank you so much. She goes, do you need a hug? And I was just like, I'm fucking hugging a stranger in Target. And just like standing, it was amazing. And so 
then the woman in front of me offers to allow me to go in front of her and I felt guilty so I said no and of course I fucking should have said yes because it continued and then they had issues with their payment my kid just you know it continued even though I had the money from the lady it was very nice but this shit continued So then we get to go, we're starting to leave and we, it was so busy. I should have known when we got to the parking lot, it was so busy. We had to park way down by Hobby Lobby. So there weren't even cart returns down there. We had to park so far away. So I'm talking to Lincoln. How am I going to do all of this with you? You know, there's so much to get out there. How am I going to carry you and blah, blah, blah. And the woman runs after me. Can I please help you to your car? Let me help you push your cart. And I'm just like, where did you come from? You are such an angel. She literally walked all the way. It was raining. She walked all the way down there with me. It probably took us five minutes to walk to the car. We were so fucking far away. She put Livy in the car for me. She loaded my groceries into the back so that I could put Lincoln into my car seat. And I was just like, I don't even know how to thank you. I just, she's like, I'm a single mom. I totally am. It's, I know I'm fine. You you know, pay it forward. And I'm just like, hopefully someday I run into you and I can repay this. Although I hope you never have a day like this. Like, I just could not. I just, I was struggling so bad in Walmart. It's just funny the difference though, like from Walmart to Target. And I don't know if that's because <laughs> the first one was a three-year-old and the second one was a five-month-old having a fit. But man, Walmart was so hard. And this woman just like, I was just like, he just had a meltdown and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm unloading on this stranger. And it was just something funny I thought about because we talked about that last episode. (laughs) But anyway, that is all standing there crying in a Target and then sat in my car and cried after she left me. I know. (laughs) And I'm getting through this almost all the way without crying. So (laughs) good for you, dude. That's... (sighs) That's Thanks. my story. <laughs> Kristen had to take her glasses it's, off. It's almost like you like tailor made that story to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> you tugged know, on all of amazing. my strings. <laughs> and it was just, I was just like, you know, $5 just completely. And it wasn't the money, obviously. In fact, I think I might have dropped the money on accident because I looked in my wallet today and either I hid it from my husband because he likes to take my cash sometimes or I dropped it because I was so flustered with my kids but it was just you know because obviously I I don't need five dollars it was just the gesture I couldn't say no you know Uh it was just it was so amazing anyway um PSA (laughs) the best thing to do when um someone's kid is crying in the store is to ignore it Mm -hmm. especially if the mom is ignoring it Mm-hmm. And also, help women, help people, help humans. Uh-huh. It was amazing. I also kind of the whole time felt guilty and like bad because she's helping me put my kid in my car. But I, of course, have to have that instinct that I have to make sure she's actually not going to steal my kid. Oh, yeah. You, you know, and so of course. <laughs> you have to. So I'm like, she's doing something amazing. But I also have to wonder if she's sketchy just in case. Of yep. course, she wasn't. She was That's an angel sent from heaven. Yeah. <laughs> It's your job. Trust but verify. Um, what? Yeah. Come on. Yep. <laughs> I went shopping this weekend too, but my story is not as cool as yours. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Target as well. Mm-hmm. And Costco because they have these horrendously ugly $9 shorts. <laughs> and then afterwards we went to Cost Plus World Market because... I drove down to Kaiser and I didn't want to go home and we had the Saturday. And when we got there, I really had to go to the bathroom. 
And my kid also had to go to the bathroom, both of them. So my older one went in first, and then I went into the bathroom with the younger one, and I thought I had to pee, but I sat down on the toilet, and it said no. Number two. Oh, no. <laughs> something else going on here. And so I did, and it was fine. And I was getting ready to leave, and my son is trying to open the door because he doesn't want to wait for me. And then I finally get up to where like I'm washing my hands, and I open the door, and my older child is out there, and she's like, you're taking forever. And I was like, William had to go to the bathroom, too. You can come wait in here if you want. And she's like, no, it freaking stinks. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Your daughter. Oh, my God. Robin, you got the daughter you deserved. Okay. <laughs> I did. Yeah, kids, dude. <laughs> and William can talk now, so I can't just like he had to poop. He can right. defend himself. <laughs> like, no, I didn't. It's fine. <sighs> Everybody poops, Robin. It's okay. Well, I have some more uplifting stuff for us, you guys. We have not a review, but a comment that's been approved to read aloud for all to hear are you ready the best way to send podcast cheer is reading reviews for all to hear stumbling (laughs) over reviews for all to hear (laughs) okay now listen robin and i were having a debate about this person's name so i'd love for you to comment and tell us because you probably get it a lot just like robin does with her last name maiden name (laughs) as we've Mm -hmm. talked about Okay, Alice Merrill or Elise Merrill. Either way, I think it's a great name to, way to spell it. I love it. But this person commented and said, Hi, I've been listening to the podcast for a year and I've fallen, fallen in love with it. It makes me laugh so much and makes me feel less weird when I fangirl about TSC and Gem Car Stairs. Fuck the yeah. hatred for Simon makes me cackle <laughs> because of the pure spite. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And the fact that you joke so much just brightens up my day. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I love so it. Sweet. I was going to continue reading, but the rest is permission to. Uh, no, right. <laughs> so you should have just read that too. Consent is key. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so oh. much. I love that you love my hatred for Simon. It will continue. Don't you worry. I love that you love yes. Jim. Indeed. Oh, that was good. Awesome. I like that. All right, you guys. What do you say we kick things? You guys, it is officially 10 p.m. Before (laughs) the clock strikes 12. I know. We're in a crunch. (laughs) What do you guys say we kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish. We open with Will at Jim's sickbed and some Middle-Earth deep bro talk. Turns out Jim has made a slight error in judgment and has used up the entire year's supply of Yenfin that Will bought him just a few months ago. The one and only time we've seen that he acts like an entire teenage boy, and this is what we get. Jim hereby releases Will from his promise of not looking for a cure, and he trots off into London's East End to go find some more yen fin for his pair of bro tie. 
Will has got a surprise tag along. PSA, best Girl Scout cookie flavor. No. no. Thin mint. Yeah. Wrong. Oh my God, no. Snowless. Ew, no. No. Jeez, how can coconut? we all be so different? <laughs> Love coconut. These ones have peanut butter. You like Reese's, so don't. It's a different kind of yeah, peanut butter. It and is you different. Know it. It's different. It's gross. It's all about all you need is a crunchy mint cookie coated in chocolate. That's it. That's all you need. Or the shortbread. I feel I attacked. fucking love the shortbread. Oh, the shortbread. Nobody likes oh shortbread. Nobody in the entire Everybody world. Everybody likes, likes shortbread. shortbread. Every that is gross. What's wrong yeah. with me? I think you're out, Robin. I cannot believe we all disagree on cookie flavors. This is weird. Okay, I can get along with the Thin Mint, though, okay? You put them in the freezer, I can do it. I don't know about the peanut butter. No. This is the only time we fight us over food. (laughs) Physically fight me. Come down here and say that to my face. Get within three whale lengths of me. I just memed off that meme I sent you where it was saying, like... I love it. That's what I was going to say. Three whales. I'm going to post the meme on Instagram so you can oh, enjoy it. Okay, it. back. Thomas <laughs> wow. is going to be a naughty engine if he doesn't stay on task. Yes. Okay. Are you still in the middle of the fucking recap? <laughs> yes. Yeah, stop. The tag along <laughs> is in the form of Cecily, hot off a conversation with Gabe. He's been dubbed Gabe. Gabe. They partially hash oh, yeah, out I don't some like that. drama. <laughs> nope. And we're whisked away back to the Institute for some Branwell bonding. Charlotte meets Henry in his laboratory, and a cute and manic, potentially, scene reveals that Jasmine is going to be released back into their custody. Upstairs, Jim comes to for a moment, and since we're in the last of a trilogy, they have to have a heartbreaking conversation where Jim is basically content... That he YOLO'd his last remaining time, and there's nothing he's able to do to prolong his life. Once he's back asleep, Will comes in and takes Tessa into the hall to drop a bomb on her. The Yen Fen is gone. It's completely gone. Thank you. That's what I was... Okay. Okay, listen. We're not going to interrupt you because we got to get this done. We've got to get it done. Okay. Focus. It's... Mail time, guys. Mail time. Tears the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. <laughs> mail. <laughs> Not but five seconds ago. <laughs> She's finding her place in the book. Oh, I need to find a place in the book. Darn it. Forgot my book in the other room. Two members yes. of the council. From Josiah Wayland, Consul. It is with a weighted heart that I take up my pen to write to you gentlemen. Many of you have known me for a good number of years, and for many of those I have led you in the position of Consul. I believe I have led you well, and have served the angel as best I could. It is, however, human to err, and I believe I have done such in appointing Charlotte Branwell, head of the London Institute. 
When I granted her the position, I believed that she would follow in the footsteps of her father and prove a faithful leader, obedient to the rule of the clave. I also believed that her husband would stem her natural feminine tendencies towards impulsivity and thoughtlessness. Unfortunately, this has not proved to be the case. Henry Branwell lacks the strength of character to refrain his wife. And, unfettered by womanly duty, she has left the virtues of obedience far behind. Only the other day I discovered that Charlotte had given orders to have the spy Jessamine Lovelace recalled to the Institute upon her release from the Silent City, despite my express wishes that she be sent to Idris. I also suspect she lends an ear to those who are not friendly to the cause of the Nephilim, and in and may in fact even be in league with Mortmain, such as the werewolf Wolsey Scott. The council does not serve the consul. It has always been the other way around. I am a symbol of the power of the council and the clave. When my authority is undermined by disobedience, it undermines the authority of us all. Better a dutiful boy like my nephew, whose worth is untested, than one whose worth has been tested and found wanting. In the angel's name... Consul Josiah Wayland. That does not close vomit dramatically enough. <laughs> I tried to slam my book closed. It didn't work. Ew. Ew, 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 ew. Progress for the sake of progress. Fuck. It does feel like that. I feel like Henry is strong enough to not... Push her down. Suppress. Fuck. Conceal don't feel, motherfucker. Oh, you're about to feel this size eight up your ass. I don't know. It doesn't sound as good as a size 12, right? Isn't that what Red always said? I don't know. He just said, my foot up your ass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, moving on. Smash cut to Will's point of view. I feel like I need to be honest here. I totally miss the will remembered which is the the first two words after the the, the letter mm-hmm. i i missed that part at the beginning and i actually started to panic thinking will was telling jem about tessagate um i don't i just like forgot how the book yep. went that i've read multiple times uh-huh. <laughs> don't know anyway not to worry, it was just a throwback to when J- Will told Jem about the curse. Since this secret has been out for months and they're still, like, throwing it up, I think it's safe to say the flashback is all about the pair of L's. Yep. Anyways, moving on, I'm sorry. Jem asks if Will told him the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, Just to, like, really sell home the point how important honesty is to the young Mr. Carstairs. (laughs) (laughs) And Will affirms he's telling the truth with just about as much self-loathing as you'd expect. It's all, it's true, it's okay if you hate me, blah, 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 blah. But Jem never, could never hate Will. He's too perfect for that. 
right? Besides, the danger Will thought he was putting Jem in wasn't real, so no harm, no foul, right? No big deal. It wasn't mm-hmm. real. It's fine. I just don't understand why Jem would hate him because he thought he had a curse on him where he didn't want Jem to die. Like, I just. He's what? just saying, like, basically, if you thought that. Sorry if you explain this. No, go ahead. It's like if basically I thought in my whole heart of heart that I was friends with you, that it would mean that you would die. But I still chose to be friends with yeah. you. So I'm putting your life at danger, at oh, risk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I see. Uh-huh. There. <laughs> well played. <laughs> so Will's response, quote, but I believed there was. If I had a revolver to your head, James, and pulled the trigger, would it really matter if I did not know that there were no bullets in the chambers? No, it wouldn't fucking matter. Okay. I mean, eventually it would matter. Like, down the road, it would probably matter. But at the moment, no. (laughs) It wouldn't. Like, I know you get affirmations from feeling guilty. But that's not a healthy behavior, so we're going to stop that in energy. Yeah. <laughs> okay? That's not going to be what tickles your, uh, what is it? Endorphins? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not going to be the pleasure zone feeling guilt anymore. <laughs> oh, exposing the guilt kink. <sighs> anyway. So... I am just, I don't know. I read this part. I get, I a hundred percent understand the argument Will is making. I just don't understand why Will is making that argument. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> seriously, he's not mad. Right? Move like, on. Have you is ever you heard mean? the phrase "Don't sell past the close"? Like, come on, <laughs> what are you doing? Get the <laughs> fuck out of there! You made the deal. He forgave you. <laughs> You're talking yourself out of a deal exactly. right here. <laughs> None of this phases Jem. He's not an idiot. He knew Will had a secret, and he also knew that Will wasn't the giant prick he pretended to be. Quote, I meant to show you that I would not break, that love was not so fragile. Did I do that? What the fuck? Who? 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 I don't think one person could create the perfection of Jem Carstairs, but I don't know. It's just, he's just so good. I just can't believe it. He's just so perfect. Who are you? You are not a 16 year old, 17 year old boy. You're not. It's like he was written by a woman. In <sighs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> And I, but I agree. I was thinking the exact same thing when I read it. But like, I can't accept that because I'm half in love with him. So like, he has to be a little real to me. Okay. There has to be some magic. It can't, it can't just be the brainchild of some chick sitting in a brownstone in New York. Okay. It can't. There's gotta be magic or life's not worth living. Magic. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my fucking letter. I feel like these are some heavy conversations, man. Don't you guys talk about, like, Pokemon trading cards or something? Seriously. Well, You collect stamps or something? Like, 
you'd think if they talked about girls, maybe they wouldn't be in such heavy situations all the fucking time because yeah. all of this shit yep. started fucking happening when Tessa came around. <laughs> yeah, what did they talk about before her? Right? Maybe that's when they talked about girls because it was like a fantasy. <laughs> but now that there is one, they're here, like, "Don't say her name." Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just two bros sitting there talking about their feelings. And they're just like mm-hmm. marinating in it, which I like. It's good modeling. Yeah. So Tessa's voice from across the carriage pulls Will out of his opportune memory showcasing Jem's unwavering kindness and ability to forgive just about anything. <laughs> like, little on the nose there. Feel like somebody's trying to make himself feel better and maybe talk himself into <laughs> being a little selfish. Yeah. I don't know. So they discuss Jem, which seems to be the only subject that they can converse about without wanting to jump each other's bones. Not a great sign for Tessa's pending nuptials, but okay. Tessa explains that Jem knew Will was a good person. So finding out about the fake curse and finally getting an explanation as to why his parabrotai acted like such a raging dick all the time gave Jem a sort of vindication for the years he spent believing his friend, uh, believing in his friend after everyone else gave up. More self-loathing from Will followed up by some inappropriate hand-holding. Inappropriate. Tessa (laughs) as she tries to convince Will that despite years of evidence he is a good person deep down at this point I think Will's self-deprecation and self-soothing is a self-soothing thing like that boy loves to be sad it is his Mm -hmm. jam I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> just listen. His heart is in Ohio. Just listening to Alanis Morissette on fucking repeat. You're just like, fuck. I'm sad, but I'm happy. Exactly. <laughs> I just got chills. That I'll song. Tessa's hand, baby. Dude, that whole fucking album is like a moment in time for me. Like, it's wild. Okay. This is not NBR. Okay. Not book release. <laughs> but I have not watched Bridgerton. <gasps> you haven't? Bridgerton. Oh, okay. No, I haven't. I just... Uh, I don't think it's No, it jam. would be her jam. I don't know. I haven't... I haven't... I'm watching Futurama right now. Okay? There's more pressing <laughs> oh matters God. at hand. But I was scrolling through Facebook, and they did... They had a um, string. Uh-huh. Yeah. With Alanis Morissette. Uh-huh. Okay. And it was like a music video and it was slaps, dude. It was good. Yeah, all the, all the music for the balls and stuff is like with like a period instruments, but the songs are modern. So like you get uh-huh. to hear like, huh? yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. I've she watched did, it and I don't remember. She did good, dude. Because there was more important things to pay Did you watch season to. two yet? No, I haven't. I just watched it. I wasn't sure I would be into it because I was like, ah, that was kind of like a while ago. Like, maybe I'm not 
And then I watched the first episode and I was like totally hooked in again. It was very like, it's a very emotional show. I'm like, I find myself crying a lot. Like I'm into it. Like, and it's like sexy and hot and fun and interesting and dramatic. And you're like, Oh God, what's happening. Mm -hmm. But I'm also like, it's, it pulls on your heartstrings a little bit. You're like, what the fuck? Could you stop? It's like ghosts. Uh, like I cry every time. I don't want feelings in my smut. Every episode. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> fuck. Oh man, this is a day. Uh, he tells Tessa about how after Jem's uncle had tracked down and killed the demon who murdered his parents, he invited Jem to come live with him in Idris. Jem, of course, declined. He had made a promise to his boo, and he was not going to break it. Will wonders aloud whether he'd do the same thing if he were in Jem's shoes. And Tessa's like, duh, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to read a, a quote from the book. <clears throat> Do not think I do not know that Cecily wants you to return home to, to return home with her. And do not think I do not know that you remain for Jem's sake. And yours, he said before he could stop himself. She withdrew her hands from his and he cursed himself silently and <laughs> savagely. How could you have been so foolish? How could you? After two months? You've been so careful. Your love for her is only a burden she endures out of politeness. Remember that. You knew. (laughs) You fucking knew. Wow. I'm like, man, Will, you are really hard on yourself. Feel like you need to take it down uh, like politeness. seven fucking notches, bro. <laughs> you could have just added like, as a friend. Brain. It would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just delayed reaction. She uh, doesn't care. It on at the end. <laughs> Tessa straight up ignores that shit. She looks out the window and is like, ooh, looky, we're here. And I'm like, where are we? And I I went back because I was like, did I miss where the fuck they were going? No, I didn't. It's part of the ploy. (laughs) We talked about it in the last chapter. Did we? Yeah, because Cyril went to go ready the carriage. They were like, I'm going to go get Cyril. You go get dressed. I'll meet you in the um, courtyard. Oh, that's it right. It was my section. That's why I read No, you're right. And they talked about, about they talked about Magnus. Fuck, that's right. God damn it. I just forgot. Cash me outside. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Not meet me outside. <laughs> Cultural references. I'm so disappointed. Out of anyone, you should have had that. Oh, meet me outside. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Will, Tessa, and their sexual tension exit the carriage. Tessa beelines it for the front door, almost as if she's trying to outrun something. Her true feelings, maybe? Hmm. Our second favorite person slash wolf, Woolsey Scott, answers the door. And I am so with you on that one. He is totally right? one of my faves. I feel like it's a, it's a no-brainer, right? We all love him. Yeah. 
I guess somebody might like Maya more. I don't know. But we all agree Luke's mm, number right. uno. Numero yeah. uno. Okay. <laughs> so Shizzle. I thought you said Milo, by the way. It was no. like, what? Nope. So what you said. Daddy Luke. I was like, whew. Okay. I was like questioning everything there for just like two seconds. <laughs> so Woolsey Scott's introduction in, in this scene is just, it's, it's too good. So I just got to read it. I'm sorry. Bother. He said, I would have, I would have had the footman. A bowl of honey. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that too. It's like Eeyore. Whole oh, bother. <laughs> He's got half a shirt on. <laughs> All cropped Where out. are his pants? Sounds like something he would wear. <laughs> Why does he require a shirt? Dude, I no love pants? that when I was researching what weight limit on Disney rides was <laughs> before we went, oh my God. they called people poo-sized, and I thought that was adorable. <laughs> like Disney does? <laughs> well, the bloggers. Oh, oh my gosh. That is adorable. I'm Robin, you're supposed yep. to keep me on track. Sorry. <laughs> you sent me careening into space and time. <laughs> Never let go, Jack. We called them poos? Poo sized. Yeah, are you poo sized? Like, what is that? Like, does that mean, like, just plus sized? Like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I thought yeah. that, I thought they were like. You're a goofy. You're a like. I thought like they were like, <laughs> like on a ranking, like I extra know, like, tall what? people. I don't know. What is extra tall like, above <laughs> six foot? No, I would say like above six five. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh my god. Like Magnus tall. I guess no Magnus isn't that tall. The name of this chapter. I was going to say, isn't he around six foot? Or the name of this episode is extra tall. (laughs) Yeah. I have to say it or I won't remember. (laughs) Okay. Go on with it, Winnie the Pooh. All right. Bother, he said. I would have had the footman answer and send you away, but I thought you were somebody else. Who, Tessa inquired, which did not seem to will to be a germane to be germane to the in- issue. But it was Tessa's way. She was forever asking questions, leaving her alone in a room and leave her alone in, alone in a room. And she'd begin asking questions of the furniture and plants. OK, truth. <laughs> Someone with absinthe. That was Woolsey Scott, by the way. <laughs> Swallow enough of that stuff and you'll you'll think you're somebody else, said Will. We're seeking Magnus Bane. If he isn't here, just <laughs> tell us and we'll not take up more of your time. <laughs> Woolsey sighed as if greatly prevailed upon. Magnus, he called. It's your blue-eyed boy. Why are you laughing? What did I say? You said, oh, and it made me think it was an owl from Winnie the Pooh. And then and then I felt like you were reading it in the cadence of a Winnie the Pooh book. 
I thought you were somebody else, Christopher Robin. <laughs> okay. Re- rewind 30 seconds and see if you think Kristen was reading it like Christopher Robin. Okay, maybe. Oh my gosh. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'm dying. I'm dying. I am deceased. All right, guys, oh. listen. I have something to say. <laughs> and it is my part. The whole thing. Do it. <laughs> okay. Magnus is dressed in full evening attire. Like he was just at a rave. Because that seems like his style. Mm-hmm. I can see the glow okay. sticks. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was mm-hmm. time traveling. Okay. So Will tells him that he needs a favor, and so Woolsey allows them to come in. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, if I was so annoyed with him, I don't know that I'd let him come in if he wanted a favor. I'd be like, no, bye. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, they let him in. So they go straight to the drawing room, and Tessa removes her gloves and gets close to the fire. Because she's cold and, like, her hair is still damp and whatever. And so it's mentioned because Will is obviously having that sick. (laughs) <laughs> while he's watching her like take off her gloves one finger oh my god time. but i mention it yeah <laughs> because i want to know where where cyril is like they're in this nice warm house next to the fire is he just sitting outside mm-hmm. in the rain did they at least let him sit in the carriage so he can stay dry he's just sitting there freezing cold mm-hmm. and these people are supposed to be the nice ones <laughs> well i mean I don't know. I don't know if it's in this case, but like sometimes, like if you're if you're like going to like a big house or whatever, they have like areas where people park their carriages and like staff like hangs out or whatever. Like okay, at like um, the familiars get together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah. they probably have more like than in that. the basement. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Although Got this, it. I feel like this is a townhouse, and I wrote townhouse yeah. in mine, but I don't know if it explicitly uh-huh. is. A I almost said row yeah, house because I thought, right. but it didn't say that. But it was inferring uh-huh. that other houses around it were. So I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, whatever. I just feel like I feel bad for him because I do. Mm-hmm. I'm a human. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> Woolsey makes himself comfortable and he's stoked to like turn into that Michael Jackson gif where he's like eating <laughs> watching the show. So he just like sits back and he's just like, I am so yep. ready for this. I am. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. I yep. think is what he says. Something like that. And Magnus is like, all right, fine. Out with it. Why are you here? Like, I haven't seen you in months. You basically ghosted me. What do you want? Ouch. Will internally admits that seeing Magnus causes him pain. He had written Magnus a letter after the whole curse debacle thing, telling him of Gem and Tessa's engagement and asked Magnus not to reply. Which I would think seeing Tessa every day would be really hard, but seeing Magnus is kind of like, hey, you know my story. Maybe we can like, I don't know. I would think to me it would be more Mm -hmm. comforting because he knows about it, but he doesn't like expect commiserate. I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, Will tells Magnus that this is a crisis about Yin Fen. And Wolsey's like, oh, <laughs> damn, don't tell me my pack is into that shit again. 
<laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Will's like, well, I don't know, but like, no, because there is none to take. So <laughs> yep. probably not. I, I feel like <laughs> Tessa I'm explains. sorry. I just I feel like Woolsey would be the kind of pack leader that like if something like this got brought up, he'd just be like, Brian, because it's like always that one guy, <laughs> like you know, like he's um Alvin and the yeah. dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like that motherfucker. <laughs> Dave, he's at right? it again. That rascal. Dave, that's it. Oh, man. All right. So Tessa explains that Jem will die within like a week if he doesn't have any. So they're hopeful that since Magnus had been helpful to them in the past, that he might be helpful in this situation also. And he's like, listen, I'm not just like a free shadow hunter warlock. Except you, you know? are. Like, yeah, exactly. Still to this yep. day. I hate to break it to you, Magnus. <laughs> But Tessa reminds him that she's not a shadow hunter. So Magnus jumps right into congratulating her on her engagement. And she turns into Robin and is like, thanks. I got it at Ross for $6.99. Third in, third rack in on the left by the backpacks. There is nothing wrong it was with unclear. that. No, that's totally me. Yeah. But the awkward, like. But yes, that is actually uh, something anyway. Robin would say. She would tell you where it is in the store, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Take steer it off of me. Don't talk about me. Let's talk about Ross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want me to send you the link? <laughs> the exact. Let's one. talk about Ross, baby. Let's talk about Ross, not me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, so Will's on board with um, the deflection because he tries to get back to the point and offers anything for Magnus's services. And I mean anything. <laughs> Magnus is never like, mind, I've helped before. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I've helped before, but, like, these feel different. Like, think about it. Who has a reason to buy up all the yinven? And um, Tessa realizes that it's Mortmain. This is why they need parental supervision. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to read this little thing here. So where did it go? Thank you, Robin, for sending it to me since I uh, left my book in the other room. So we have Will saying Mortmain's minions have been buying up all the Yinfen supply in the East End. I confirmed it. If you had run out and he was the only one with a supply and then Jem says we would have been put in his power said Jem unless you were willing to let me die of course which would be the sensible course of action mm. <laughs> so yeah obviously Will thought they would you, be fine maybe? with this year's supply <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you thought wrong um, yeah no, thanks I'm not so no we're at the mercy of Mormaine yeah. again Thanks, Jem. So Will continues to beg Magnus for his help and be be grudgingly. (laughs) He agrees to see what he can do. But he also mentions, like, maybe I'll check in with old Maul. And Will is like, nope. Wrong. I tried that. Someone has scared her so much she won't even come out of her grave. Who can scare a ghost, dude? Uh Uh-huh. What the hell? Anyway. She is a, a, technically a ghost, right? Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what she is. I think yeah. so. It's 
spirit, I guess. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, what could you crazy. do to it? So Woolsey is, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, maybe it's some sort of like forever thing. Because wasn't she afraid of something when Will was talking to her last? She was looking for that mm-hmm. ring or something. Uh-huh. So she could cross mm-hmm. over, right? Yeah. So maybe he offered her like a bag of rings or something. <laughs> To stay in her grave. Baggering. I don't know. So, um, Woolsey's like, um, that sounds like a sign that this isn't worth it. Like, your friend is going to die anyway. The sooner he dies, the sooner you get to his <gasps> fiance. So. I want you to I know, know. I legit hear that Chris Pratt meme where his, like, mouth is open <laughs> from yes. whatever show yeah. that was. What was that? Parks and Rec. Yeah, Parks and Rec. Yeah, I did Incredible that. As I was show. reading it, I was like, <gasps> and then I looked around the room to see who I could like goss with, and there was nobody yeah. there. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Will had a little bit of an opposite reaction. He um, describes the moment as going white because he attacks, and eventually kind of comes to because Magnus has to pull Woolsey off of him. So I'm just like, thank goodness Magnus was there because, like, you're a shadow hunter. <laughs> Don't you think you should have been able to take out a, a person slash wolf? Like, <laughs> not the leader of the pack, baby. Anyway, so I guess that's true. He's got that big yeah. alpha energy. <laughs> well, maybe when you're coming at it with your heart instead of your mind, it's a little bit different. I don't know. He obviously <clears throat> didn't, like, have his weapons drawn or anything like that. So... Anyway, I thought that was funny. So Magnus tells Will, like, he gets him into this other room, and Will's concerned leaving Tessa alone with Woolsey. <laughs> like, I can't leave her in there alone. And Magnus is like, yeah, I assure you her. her <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> so Magnus gives Will a good talking to about not dying while they're trying yes, to save his friend. Please stop. Yeah, Will finally has an outburst saying that he has to make it all worth everything since he's lost everything, basically. Like, I have to make it worth it since I've lost everything, including Tessa. He explains that he can't be with Tessa even if Jem dies um, because he's not as brave as Miguel on this. (laughs) He's not marrying his best friend's wife after his best friend dies. Because it would, like, look like he profited from Jem's death. (laughs) So Jem living is the only way that any of this can actually mean anything. And Will tells Magnus that he made him want more than just like suffering in life. And um, it's interesting to me just because what did he do? I guess. I don't know. But obviously Magnus is really willing to help him now because he's just a little handsome baby shadow hunter in need. Mm-hmm. So. I'm in. Mama. <laughs> yes. Daddy, Ooh. I think is what you mean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is. So <laughs> Magnus decides it's gift giving time. <gasps> and um, he <laughs> he gives him. Okay, so we know this is obviously Izzy's demon stone necklace mm-hmm. thing, right? That he gives him. So Magnus had given it to Camille, but she told him, like, everything you own in the box. <laughs> so it was like a month ago. He's been wearing it. And Will's like, this is too pretty for a man. And Magnus is like, so are you. <laughs> <laughs> I am so 
so into it. I love so the into way it. he flirts. So he tells, yeah, <laughs> I know. I feel like he's getting more comfortable in his skin since mm-hmm. he left Camille. Yep. That's just my feeling. He's he's becoming more of himself now, which is amazing because it seems like he was kind of groveling. I feel like Camille so anyway. lives with a lot of structure and a lot of rules of the above, like how she behaves. Like she has a lot of like, I think, self-set rules. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Like you can't go pee until you finish this email. Or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I but that. like you know the way she carries herself and presents herself to other people and how she wants to be seen. She's very careful about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. That would be stifling for someone like Magnus. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, so I'm into it. He's super about it. And um, so then he tells Will to just, like, go clean yourself <laughs> up. And I quote, in the meantime, do your best to be worthy of my assistance. Fuck yes. <laughs> I want to say that at work, I was going to say, I want to say that. <laughs> I want that to be the tagline on my email. Yes. Serious. I should. Okay. <sighs> Amanda and I share a not even an office, a desk. Mm-hmm. Literally a <laughs> desk. <laughs> that needs to be a poster print. Yes, it does. Behind in our office. Yep. It's shopping. So they're like, you guys can share. Uh-huh. <gasps> oh my gosh. Tessa left her own devices with Wolsey, is threatening violence with a fire poker if things start to go sour. Wolsey knows that she will make good on her promise and looks at Tessa with a mix of admiration and grudging, like begrudgingly. <laughs> like when your kid negotiates something that you really want to say no to, but like they got you, uh-huh. they did a good uh-huh. job. You're like, God damn it, I taught you too well. Yep. 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 Wolsey seems to think that Tessa has placed herself on the wrong side of the shadow world, telling her, quote, I see you've begun to be like them, the shadow hunters you seem to adore so much. Whatever possessed you to engage yourself to one of them and a dying one at that? Tessa goes from, I don't know, like an eight to a 12. (laughs) And she is pissed. Okay, she's T.O.'d. This is what happens when you provoke the feminist rage inside Kristen, by the way. Just in case you want to know. This is it. Tessa thinks about smacking him upside the head with the fire poker, but then remembers, like, how he stood his ground against Will. And she's like, mm, words over weapons. Begin. (laughs) She tells Wolsey that he doesn't know shit about her fiancé to keep his angelic name out of his dirty motherfucking mouth. Okay. Okay, Will. <laughs> okay, what did you say? I heard it, Kristen. What did you say, Amanda? That's yeah, the same. Okay, okay. <laughs> hence the cackle. Wolsey. Huh? I said hence the cackle because we said it at the same time. I was looking at her. I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I like it. Wolsey, who is a penchant for drama, is like, you love him, but you're also in love with Will. And Tessa, a stranger can tell you this, girl. Dude. You're giving off too much. How is nobody else vibes. noticing these things? But yeah. you wrapped up in the clockwork angel mystery. Uh-huh. 
Tessa freezes and her anxiety clock starts ticking. It's like five minutes to midnight. (laughs) She knows. Magnus knows that Will was in love with her. But she didn't think anyone could tell that her feelings were reciprocated. So is this the first time she's admitting that she loves Will? I feel like they... I, I feel like they had a conversation, basically, that was kind of just like, if you would have just asked me five minutes mm-hmm. earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they both kind of painfully know the undertones, yeah. but this is the first time an outsider's uh-huh. like called her on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so, of course, deflection. She tells him it's just not true. But Woolsey calls her a liar. And tells her that it shouldn't really matter if one of the parabotis dies. She'll just always have an option B. You motherfucker. And I was thinking, like, can you imagine the next time you have to say parabotai but actually say it correctly? No. Can you even do that? No. No, because we were Googling it. We were talking about it a little bit ago, and I Googled it, and I couldn't remember (laughs) how to spell it. I was like, how is it again? (laughs) We've changed it. It's canon now. Yep. 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 By by our sheer will <laughs> and rep- repetition, <laughs> we've done this to yep. ourselves. You've willed this into the universe. <sighs> so Tessa thought of Jim, and retorts by telling Wolsey that if you have two children, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, if one dies, I got a backup." And I don't know. I wasn't sure if I was gonna read this next part, but I'm going to trigger warning. Okay. It's my past trauma is coming out at this moment. My mom used to tell me that she waited to get her tubes tied until I was a year old because if I died in infancy, she wanted to make sure that she was able to have two kids. Oh, my God. Often I've heard that. I was going to say, the worst part about that sentence is that my mom used to... what would you say my mom used to tell me like more than once the, the, the fact that this was a repetitive uh-huh. thing you've unlocked a core memory <laughs> <laughs> you're replaceable better be perfect <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Oh, oh my gosh dude i had to google how to put that emoji in there by the way it was just like the one <clears throat> moving Hold on, on. Wolsey wait quick. okay Robin sends the best TikToks she sent me a TikTok over the weekend that emotionally devastated me it called out all of my trauma in one TikTok I was like damn god I just need you to get TikTok bro no it is so inconvenient to send them on Messenger. <laughs> Notice how I never do it. Oh, it's a- <clears throat> just so you know, it's an algorithm, right? So it like listens to what you're saying in conversation and like slips it in or whatever. So it 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 got sent to you because it is applicable to myself. No, no, <laughs> I know, but like we all have the same fucking issues. They're just different like flavors yes. of the same issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's like the Coke freestyle. <laughs> exactly. Okay, really quick. Speaking of flavors, and I'm sorry this is super off topic, but we got into this when I was hanging out with my brother and my sister-in-law last week, whatever. 
when you think of i guess not you Kristen. you don't really matter <laughs> when <laughs> when you think of ramen noodles what flavor do you go to the blue kind the original of course you do because it's veggie get out of here <laughs> that's why i said you don't matter okay listen are you talking cup of noodles or top ramen no top ramen I don't eat top ramen because I make my own. Okay. That's okay, fair. bougie. Okay, so then cup of noodles. Cup of noodles, roast chicken. Not okay, regular exactly. chicken, roast chicken, and there is a difference. But no one chooses beef. I bought beef because, again, I don't <clears> – <throat> I just grab whatever because I use yeah, the noodles. Yeah, because I just use the noodles, yeah. And then make my own broth. Well, I bought the beef ones, and I had nothing going on, and I was like, I'll just make this. No. Immediately, <laughs> exactly. no. Exactly. Immediately, no. Yep. Thinking of speaking of TikToks. <laughs> yes. My sister in law thought beef was fine. I was like, bro, no. No. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Anyway, sorry. Super <laughs> off topic. Okay. The blue one. I'm Jeez, sorry I interrupted please. you. I apologize. Kristen does make some <laughs> fire ass top ramen, though, like without the water and like butter. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so Oh, good. yeah. I want that. Man's. I want that. Ramen love that shit mm. it's it disgusting me. okay it's like there's no oh, nutrition no, no not a lick. i just want <laughs> carbs turn into sugar that fuels your body and salt. <laughs> yeah and salt i love salt uh-huh where the hell am i sorry okay Wolsey. yes listen i don't know what happened Oh, okay. So she's like, I see your issue and let me like translate it to something Mm -hmm. else. My fictional children. And Wolsey's like, you can love two kids, but you can't love two people romantically. That's what all like this book learning that he's done has told him. It's taught him that. Mm. Okay. And Tessa goes, she's like, well. I'd like to introduce you to a new friend in town. <laughs> Name's Dewey. And he has a complete decimal system. And something he'd like to classify as 800. Literature. In other words, fiction. You're wrong. And yes, I did my homework. The Dewey decimal system was around then. Okay? I love you. Amazing. I don't know why she turned into a robot when she said that, but she did. (laughs) Wolsey tells her that she's a funny little thing. And he would like to pretend that he knows, like, what the boys see in her. But, like, he doesn't really understand what the point of women are. (laughs) Just in general. You know what's so surprising is he has been nothing but a dick. He said all kinds of shitty things. And I still love him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tessa asks him, what about his mommy? And Woolsey says that someone, quote, whelped him. (gasps) But he remembers her very little. Jesus! (laughs) Uh, Yep. Tessa's like, well, you must have come from somewhere unless you shot out of your father's head like Athena. (laughs) So you wouldn't exist without us. And why? We're more, like, cleverer and determined and patient than men quote men may be stronger but it is women who endure Woolsey, i don't want to use the phrase calls her 
like calls her on. But that's what I'm going to use because I lack for a better sentence. I don't know. Basically calls her on her woe is me stuff. Mm. He's like, oh, enduring. That's what you're calling it. She's lucky that she's found two great loves of her life when most people can't even have one. So she should stop complaining. Mm. They bicker back and forth about love for a minute. And then Woolsey's like, okay, okay. Obviously, we're getting too personal. So let's talk about something else. Like, I don't know, the nature of your being. That's not too personal. (laughs) Yep. All right. Magnus, you see, is convinced that Tessa is a warlock, but Woolsey isn't so sure. He thinks that she's got a mix of fairy blood in there, which is how she's able to do the shape-shifting thing. He thinks it's a magical illusion, signature fae style. Mm. Which makes Tessa think of the blue-haired fairy at the Lightwood party who said that she knew her mother, and she instantly, like, gets the tingles. But her potential investigation discovery is stopped before it can even really start when Will and Magnus walk in. The Institutes get ready to head back. And instead of focusing on her origin story, which is what I really want her to be doing, Tessa is picking apart Will and decides that whatever happened in the other room hadn't immediately resolved the Yen Fin quote problemo. That's not a quote. Quote. Will and Tessa are ushered out onto the streets, and Will tells Tessa that Magnus looked like he felt sorry for Will, which feels like a nail in the coffin, and now he feels like there really is nothing else he can do. Tessa puts her hand on his arm and tells him that he's done so much already that Magnus will try to help, and the two of them will keep searching. They can't give up hope. Stop touching him! She does a touch and drag. Yes. She's like first name Tessa, last name Lane. (laughs) Yep. She's my husband. Will cuts into a sad monologue, spilling that he has felt hopelessness before, but now he's afraid. Big time. (laughs) Big time. (laughs) And he has always known this day would come, but he's just so lost because of like, curse and the fact that he was just a child before that and then he was basically kind of like a douche canoe and now he like doesn't know how to be if Jim isn't there to like show him how to be a man he needs he is Simba sorry oh that's that's I literally cannot hear those words together without that song playing in my head Disney ruined me. But you're talking about the rock version one, right? No, the one from the animated movie. <laughs> the rock version slaps. Does dude. it? I've never heard of it, uh-huh. I don't think. I was getting down to some Storybot songs when I was making my glazed bread, iced buns. Anyway. <clears throat> wow. I didn't know any of those words. <laughs> It's a story. Yeah. It's a a Netflix. It's a kid's show. Oh, okay. So why would I? It's good. I don't know. (laughs) Audrey was like, You're going to be singing that tomorrow. And I was like, I was singing it all day yesterday. It's always in my brain. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm Batty. (laughs) My name is Batty. My logic is a ratty. That's constantly. It's a loop. It's a mental illness. 
humans. Okay. <sighs> Fern Gully, the last rainforest with Christian mm-hmm. Slater, Robin Williams, the bat, yes. his little song. It's it's in there. It's etched. I am stalling because I can't remember where I am. Will cuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Will is Simba and Jim is Mufasa. Mm-hmm. And he must show him the way of all, like how to be a king. Because mm-hmm. Jim is a king. Of the jungle. Tessa tells him that he's just perfectly Will Herondale. That's who he is. Will reaches out and embraces Tessa. And she has a short deliberation about it. Like she doesn't want to, she's not going to have him hug him back. But she thinks that Jem wouldn't want her to push him away. Mm. No. Just leave his parapetai hanging. Go in for the fist bump and you get the hand instead. Mm -hmm. And she decides in this moment she can't be his gym compass, but she would at least try to ease his burden. And then we're returned to what I'm writing as a townhouse to see the leftover conversation with Wolsey and Magnus, starting with Wolsey asking if Magnus wants an awful silver snuff box that he got as a gift. Meanwhile, Magnus is pulling a Southeast Portland, looking through the curtains at the street below, (laughs) seeing Tessa and Will embrace. And Wolsey's like, the whole relationship stuff sounds rough. God, we're just getting physical, physical, physical. Don't they do that on like a Despicable Me movie? Mm. Yes. Yeah, because that's that's the sound. I am super fancy, super fancy, super fancy. That's the version. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I had to quote this. That's what's in my head. Word. (laughs) This word. Word. Magnus says, indeed. Indubitably. I love it. It's a weird thing to say, but it's a quote because I love it. Anyway, he asked Woolsey if he hadn't had nieces and nephews to carry on the Scott name, would he have ever gotten married? And he replies that he would probably have to quote. No, he doesn't reply that he'd probably have to quote. Okay, that's not. I said that weird. That ran together. He replied he'd probably have to, and this is a quote. Cry God for England, Harry, St. George, and the Praetor Lupus. (laughs) Woolsey comments on how Magnus gave Will Camille's necklace. And Magnus is like, how does he know? How did you know? And he's like, well, you were wearing it when you left the room and you came back into the room and it was gone. Basic detective shit. It's pretty big. Just a hunch here. I'm going to assume that you didn't tell him how much it was worth, like, you know, more than the cost of the entire institute. And Magnus unloads that he feels responsible for Will and his happiness. Like, he won't be able to be happy unless Will is happy. And he thinks it has to do with feeling responsible for saving his life. And not because he's in love Definitely with him. Definitely not. That's not a thing. He thought he might be, but he's not. Mm-hmm. And he just needs to find a way to keep Jim alive and then to make sure that Will and Tessa go together. Like, shoom ba doo doo Or maybe Magnus. You just like Will and want to be his friend and you care about him. Right? And so you want to help him. Yeah. Fuck. You don't know. (laughs) Woolsey basically is like, good luck with that. I just imagine, like, very Amanda. That's a real bummer. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like you're kind of fucked. Very distinctive. I am going to be of zero help to you in this case, and I feel no regret. <laughs> you did this no to regrets. yourself. 
And he ends with a, by the by, um, gonna blow this rainy city and go to the countryside. The city depresses me in the winter. Magnus is like, okay. (laughs) And then on brand, but I didn't know what we got into. There's another letter and we're reading it because I feel like we're trapped in this letter vortex. But this one's short and it's to Consul Josiah Wayland from Inquisitor Victor Whitelaw. And it doth read Josiah, comma. (laughs) I was deeply concerned to hear of your letter to the consul on the topic of Charlotte Branwell. As an old acquaintance, nope, as old acquaintances, comma, I had hoped you could perhaps speak more freely to me than you had to them. Is there some issue regarding her that concerns you? Question mark. Her father was a dear friend of ours, both, comma, and I have not known her to do a dishonorable thing, period. Yours in concern, comma, Victor White Law, not White Claw. <laughs> He's like, uh, either tell Insane. me what's going on or shut the fuck up. I feel like there's some goss here, yep. and I am not going to rest until I can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking Inquisitor. It's not happening. Nosy bitch. And quizit this. Oh, my gosh. You guys, I'm sorry how crazy this was. But that's okay. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just have days like that. Yep. Mama said there'd be days like this. Mm-hmm. There'd be days like this, my mama said. <laughs> Okay. I had to stall because I didn't. I closed out of the dock because I'm a dummy. Make sure that you read chapter six. Let darkness. Come on. That's really the title. I had to go double check it is. Okay, fine. Well. I am darkness. (laughs) If you want more of this craziness, this Looney Tunes show we have here. No. Tiny Tune Adventures. Yes. Yes. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlder Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.